Hello, everybody. Welcome to our coffee chat from Planet Fair. It's very, very hot here. My name is Henrike, and I've decided to make this coffee talk without coffee because of the heat. And it looks like my friend... Martin Birnlöter is without coffee, but he really needs coffee. If, if, I'm, if I'm speaking about myself in the third person, I think it's clear that I need coffee. <laughs> okay, we chat a bit about something that came up to my mind and then you can get a coffee after the coffee talk. What about that? It sounds good. Cool. Um, the last time we two talked about ChatGPT and it was really interesting and it went really far and uh, I could go on and on for, on for that. And something else came to my mind, um, and I want to ask you that, because when I think about that chat bot, any bot, and I'm humbling over it, I'm thinking about all the processes that we're trying to do, like job evaluation, uh, what, what work is worth, how much or what. And I'm thinking about AI coming into this, and AI is usually not bias-free, at least not if a biased person programmed it. So my question to you would be, seeing that this will probably be a big issue in the future, do you believe or do you really think we can make bias-free AI processes for everything around fairness in this process? And if it's a yes, then how? Sure, yeah, I'm an optimist. So I'm going to say we can do it. But I think, um, I mean, we need to be very mindful about what we do. So if we take a step back, uh, and we think about ChatGTP. Um, ChatGTP is just one example of what is called a la large language model. So OpenAI is not the only one building these large language models. There's a lot of them, right? Um, so research, actually, I think I believe the research was out of MIT showed that a large language model, not ChatGTP per se, but a large language model that was trained on just healthcare data turned out to be biased, right? So even when we take what should be should be objective data and we train our models, you know, our the AI or the, our models can still be biased. So we have to be super careful. Um, so the fact that you know the AI that was trained on healthcare data turned out to be biased, I think is a reflection of just bias in medicine in general, but that's another <laughs> another comment altogether. Um, but you were asking me, can we do it? Um, and I think we can, but we have to be very, very careful uh, about how we use these tools and uh, importantly, how we monitor these tools, right? So what we can use these tools for is to speed up how we work so that we can spend more time on, you know, making sure we got the quality right. So job evaluation, for example, is a task that is quite manual right now. So I think we have a coffee talk on what job evaluation is, but the 30 seconds is, is that the whole goal of it is to take every single job and map it onto a value. So we have, you know, Henrique is the editor of the coffee talk. Her job, you know, value is 650 points or something. I'm making this up, right? So, um, but that's the outcome. And right now it's being quite manual. So you, you know, you take your job and then you rank it on all of these different features and then you sum it up the value and you get some number. So now we can start using AI. We can use these large language models to read our job descriptions and extract 
the responsibilities, the required knowledge, etc., and automate all of that. But that doesn't mean that we should then just take that output as our job evaluation. So instead of all the manual labor that we would have had to put in, we should now be spending that on, okay, looking at the outcomes, understanding where our large language model failed, and starting to understand and ask the hard questions, right? So summarize the results and looking at, okay, are we evaluating the jobs of women systematically lower than the jobs that are dominated by men? Or, you know, jobs are dominated by um, immigrants, if I think about Iceland, for example. So um, that's what we have to do. And that's what we have to do for every AI model, we have to monitor its behavior and we have to monitor the behavior in real time. So not after the fact, six months later, go, oh, whoops, right? So you have to do this and monitor, okay, how is the AI behaving in real time so that the human in the loop can, you know, intervene if we are, you know, starting to see some bias in our predictions or evaluations or but I think we can do it. And I think this is also different now than 10 years ago. So 10 years ago, we were just starting to think about algorithmic bias. You know, we didn't even, there wasn't even maybe a good definition, but now we have been thinking as a community about algorithmic fairness and bias for 10 years. So we know some things, we have some definitions that we can apply now to these large language models. So I'm going to be optimistic and say yes. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. I like that optimism. I think um, I think an important part that you said that stuck to me was this monitoring in real time. And I think you can't think about this deep enough because often I have the feeling that when you see things happening very fast and then you let the, I'm just thinking like of our chat GPT moment, you put something in, you get straight away an outcome and you can be so excited by doing things suddenly so fast that the real-time monitoring sort of loses a little bit because you're speeding up everything so much with using the AI. So I think it can't be stressed enough to really say, okay, use it, be so fast, see the, the time that you will win on the long run, but take the moment now to really put even maybe more effort into it being really good and bias free in the end because I think that's sort of the sometimes a little you know I'm an optimistic one as well but this little like food for thought at this point don't let yourself be overrun by the excitement and I say that because I know what I'm like <laughs> and I could imagine that that uh, wouldn't be just me uh, maybe acting like that so let's monitor that but I like the optimistic one because I think this is really can be of really, really huge value very, very soon, so to say. So yeah, that's coming up. That, that, that's wonderful. I mean, I'll just ask a question and from my clock, eight minutes are sort of nearly over. Would there be any last food for thought that you would drop into this topic before you can go for a coffee? <laughs> for a much needed coffee? Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, just to reiterate, I think, you know, take all the time that we're saving to yes, both monitor in real time, but then also ask deeper, more interesting questions, right? Yeah. So then we get, you know, if the AI is starting to automate the way we can do analysis or job evaluation or whatever, take that time to take the questioning to the next level, because then we really start adding value. So 
kind of the AI and the human hand in hand. That's my optimistic view of the future. I like it. I like it. Thank you very much, Margaret. Thank you everyone for being with us and have a great time. See you soon. Goodbye. See you. Bye.